like phones and laptops have become an integral part of our lives but a lot of them contain toxic chemicals which if not disposed of properly damages the environment and human health also e-waste contains precious metals like copper tin gold silver and and platinum but did you know that 10 billion dollars worth of these precious metals are dumped each year in e-waste also you know the level of recycling is not keeping up uh, with the amount of e-waste that we are generating which is three which is rising three times faster than the world uh, world's population so today we have uh, db prabhu fondly known as prabhu who is the founder and ceo of respose india whose recycling arm is tackling the e-waste problem in india thanks for joining us today prabhu Oh, my pleasure, Naman. So, Respose India, as we know, is a big entity. Uh, apart from solving, you know, the problem of e-waste, you are tackling the plastic, municipal waste, and other products as well. But for this episode, we'll we'll start off, or we'll keep it to uh, just e-waste. But uh, you know, we before we deep dive into into things, we would love to know how it all started. Way back in December two thousand nine, didn't really start in December two thousand nine. It had been brewing in my mind for uh, at least about five years before that. I did. Uh, I was basically seeking something more meaningful, you know. So I did a lot of reading, a lot of deep thinking, and from those days of uh, meditation, if we if we may call it that. Uh, i got convinced that there are only three things that really matter to the existence of humans you know breathable air potable water and edible food that's it okay now this is not very profound it is doesn't definitely doesn't sound very profound uh, but consider it and the only way we can guarantee the uninterrupted supply of these three things is by keeping their original source pristine and that is exactly what we as people the entire community are not doing our models of industry and economic growth are all flawed every single business in this world consumes the resources offered by planet earth right and if it doesn't generate at least the same amount that it consumes according to me it's a loss making enterprise even if it is profitable in books consider this the wealth that is accumulated at top of the value chain actually gets amassed by snatching it from the lower part of the chain this is fictitious profit collectively we are all incurring a loss and that is the origin of the whole response initiative we believe that holistic welfare of the world lies in creating an economic system based on environment centered businesses 
some people may recognize this as a variant of neo gandhian economics <laughs> and uh, that that's how it all started so if we had to create a environment centric businesses we need to enable them right and we focused on waste management because back then it was and uh, i think even today it is uh, one of the most ignored sector right so that's that's the thought behind it thanks thanks a lot for sharing it love the love the alternate view that you have on 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 the balance sheet yeah so uh, thanks thanks for sharing that so we keep uh, i'll i'll switch things a bit here you know uh, and come to the e waste problem so we keep reading about the gravity of the e waste problem but as you are so deeply involved in the industry what's what's your take on this problem gravity of the situation that you are you most of us are aware of is through reading in newspapers and media right. channels like mm-hmm. this and uh, generally we may be reading something like uh, the world generated more than 50 million tons of e-waste in 2019 or uh, in the last 5 years it has grown at the rate of 21% uh, these are these are facts these are actual official numbers but they don't really mean much to the common man right so let me bring some relevance to those numbers uh, look at it like this all, out of all e waste generated in the world less than 20% is collected and recycled like you rightly said that 10 billion dollars is being dumped okay that 10 billion dollars is only 20% is collected and recycled 80% of that is being dumped so what it means is less than 10 million tons was collected and recycled in 2019 if we take that number of 50 million tons right so let's keep it at 10 million tons for the sake of mathematical ease right now within this 10 million tons 70% is recycled in the informal sector and that means the poor uneducated destitute workers in india a bunch of african countries like ghana nigeria congo uh, sierra leone uh, eastern countries like philippines indonesia even china for that matter uh, and a few others now these countries are the one who take the entire brunt of this informal recycling of 7 million tons and when i say that the brunt of informal recycling it means every 1 ton of e waste processed informally generates co2 equivalent emissions of uh, something like 1.5 tons so if you consider 7 million tons is about 10 million tons of toxic emissions are let loose in the atmosphere when just about 15% of the earth's e waste is recycled in the informal sector now another thing what's happening to the remaining 85% 5% gets recycled formally so that's the good part of it environmental impact is negligible the remaining 80% which you said was dumped in terms of 10 billion dollars it's not only that but it's a time bomb ticking away it's slowly poisoning our land air and water resources by leaching out stuff like arsenic lead mercury beryllium so on so forth vanadium there are more than 
60 different elements used in different types of electronics. And these will take a few thousand years to deplete or degenerate. And within that few thousand years, the e-waste pile will keep growing higher and higher and higher, right? The gap, like you mentioned, is growing at three times the rate of population. But uh, if you look at it purely from an e-waste perspective, the gap between the generation and the rate of growth of the formal sector is something like 700%. Now, this means for every one ton of recycling capacity created, there are seven tons of new e-waste generated. That is the enormity of the problem. All of us read about it and probably don't understand those terms in uh, billion tons and billion dollars and million tons and million dollars. But uh, thanks for breaking it down. I think uh, uh, this is a huge gap. I mean, I, I have read about it. I have researched about it. I have written about it but i didn't know that this this gap was, was so huge so thanks for uh, thanks for highlighting that uh so how are you solving this problem at at resco we hold a strong faith in fundamental goodness of human nature no one has the intention to pollute that's what we believe in the people in this industry need to have access to affordable and dependable technology. And that needs to be right-sized and modular so that they can start small and grow big. Now, we can't sell them large-scale machines and build monolithic recycling uh, factories. Right? We have to look at distributed decentralized models. And that's what we are doing. Our job is to help create recycling facilities. For that, we make and provide environment-friendly machinery with pollution control equipment. Uh, we also provide all sorts of assistance in uh, the pre-revenue stage, startup stage, growth stage. And that includes consulting uh, both mechanical and digital technologies, uh, marketing services, shop floor services, financial services, so on. So we are striving to create more formal sector recyclers. Uh, I would say more formal sector, small scale recyclers spread across the country because like I said, monolithic uh, enterprise will not work in this particular case. Uh, so far, we have helped in setting up 24 recycling facilities in India uh, with a combined capacity of 56,000 tons annually. Um, we have consulted about 100 plus recyclers in India and abroad for making their processes better and greener. So that's, that's what we are trying to do to, uh, from our side to tackle this issue. And uh, Prabhu, so what have like, you know, you are operating in India where you mentioned there's a big informal sector, you know, which is, uh, which is catering to the e-waste needs. What have some of your biggest challenges been, you know, in, in setting up and running, uh, running rescues in a, in a country like India? Competition. 
computation is the biggest challenge, but not from other machine manufacturers. Okay. It's from the mindset. Sometimes when you try to change certain things, all the environmental variables associated with that particular thing tend to oppose you. That's called inertia to change. Uh, we have tried working with uh, many informal sector people. Uh, some have shown the willingness to change, some have actually changed out of the 24 installations that we have, a couple of them are people who have moved from informal to formal. So I won't say that it's not happening, but the pace is very low. So that is uh, a challenge. The convincing process is a long process. And often uh, things done half-heartedly do not really work very well in the end. Right. Uh, but it seems we don't have a choice. Uh, we are set to usher in uh, a change in the industry. It will always be difficult to, to bring in change at this kind of scale for just one company. So now we are looking at a little different strategy also, where we are trying to create fresh environments. Uh, ideally, the first generation entrepreneurs with a burning desire to do something worthwhile and uh, leave behind a legacy to follow. Okay. In the process, build some real decent wealth and create social value. Mm -hmm. Every new uh, small-scale e-waste recycling startup would mean about uh, 20 new jobs and more as they grow. Each new startup would mean about a thousand tons of additional recycling capacity, which is reduction in about 1500 tons of emissions per year. It means recovery of about 350 tons of metals, uh, which translates to 5000 tons lesser mining, that much less deforestation, that much less transportation. And each unit of metal recovered from recycling is at least 400% uh, more energy efficient as compared to the traditional ore refining process. That is the impact. And this is the impact that keeps driving us against all the odds. So we are pushing for that change. So, okay. But how, how exactly are you going about these? Uh environpreneurs thing like how, how are you finding these people and you know mentoring them one of the things is like uh, i'm conducting a workshop this weekend this friday and saturday i'm conducting a workshop for uh, people who want to get into the e-waste industry and it's called mining green gold uh, in fact i'm starting that as a series mining green gold would be a series of uh, workshops where we'll take one by one different types of uh, wastes and how do you mine wealth out of that real wealth i'm not talking about you know that negative social value thing creating real wealth with a positive social value that's what we are, we are trying to do and uh, this kind of people who come in some of them get convinced some of them uh, don't get convinced some of them have the money some of them don't have the money but more important, I and mean, money can always be arranged. More important is the uh, is the desire. If they have a real burning desire, things can happen. In fact, I did one similar event uh, in uh, last December. Uh, 
and we had about 17 participants out there, out of which three are progressing. I think that's, I'm happy with that. Three people, if they really get into it, we are talking about 3,000 tons more and all the bad set will be, how it works. That is one way. And of course, other social media marketing, digital marketing, people like you help us to spread the word. That's how we are talking. That's a great initiative. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great initiative to you know um, find out and then mentor that that first generation of of entrepreneurs who want to create wealth while doing social media. Lastly, Prabhu, so I I want to understand what lies ahead for you know the the e waste wing of uh, Rescos India. Like, what are your plans in the next uh, six to eight months, and then on a longer term, let's say two to three years. Okay. Uh, given the current conditions of COVID and our six to eight months is like a too short a window. Uh, but we're working at the back end to develop new technology, uh, which will be cheaper, better, and profitable for our recycler community. More profitable, I would say. It's already profitable. We want to increase that. That can definitely happen in six to eight months. And if it does, that will bring in a bigger pace in the desired change. So that is that can happen. Another thing, like I said, is uh, this six to eight months is we are thinking of launching our official school of environmentalism, and uh, this will perhaps accelerate the process. Uh, as I said, uh, we are conducting a workshop. So anybody watching this video, uh, if they wish to register. They can go to resposeindia.com slash webinar hyphen mining hyphen green hyphen gold. And on that landing page, they will see the details of the webinar and the registration link. Uh, but uh, this we are trying to do along with um, some other people also. Like uh, you can't do everything. On your on your own, right? We believe, like I said, we believe in collaboration and symbiotic relationships. So, uh, I mean, advanced level talks with somebody uh, where we will be collaborating to create this uh, school of entrepreneurship, and this could see the light of the day in about six to eight months. Sure. Uh, on the business front, on the next uh, long term front, rather. Uh, see, we are a clean tech company, so we set impact targets. Uh, our target for 2025 uh, is we want to prevent 1 million tons of emissions. Uh, but that includes other business lines also. Specifically for US, it would be more about something in the region of 400,000 tons. Uh, so far, we have reached 86,000. So, where to go? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're on the right track then. Yeah. Yeah, at least we are on track. Uh, we need to move a little faster and more efficiently if that's possible. Well, thanks a lot, Prabhu. I mean, you know, first of all, for uh, breaking down the information regarding e-waste in into simple numbers, which uh, which people like us can understand who are not really involved in the industry. Thanks a lot for doing that and um, and the amazing work that you have been doing relentlessly for for you know more than a decade. 
love the vision that you have uh, set with the company and uh, you know the the enviro enviropreneurs thing that that's that's a really amazing uh, you know initiative where uh, where you know that you know you can't really as a business you can't really do everything on your own and you need to create those those next set of entrepreneurs who would want to definitely create wealth but while doing social good so love that thanks a lot again for you know joining us today and sharing all those insights my pleasure my pleasure